You're listening to the Saturday Morning D&D Show with Jordan, the PH is silent, and Sir Lucian. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Saturday Morning D&D Show. My name is Jordan, with a silent PH in the middle, and I'm joined always by my wonderful co-host, Sir Lucian, over at Sir Lucian Gaming. Welcome. Say hello. Um, Hello. I feel like, did you have a different voice the last time we did a show? Oh, yeah. It was awful. <laughs> so this is the real Jordan. This the is real Jordan's this is, back. Uh, real Jordan, although shaved. So a lot of people are yeah, freaking out on the internet Jordan. because I posted a video. Um, the play that I'm in, Puffs, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't have to shave. The director said I didn't have to, but I was like, I've kind of been thinking about just like trimming up the beard a little bit for the play because I'm, su- I'm technically supposed to be like 13 years old. Even oh, though it's nice. a parody, I don't need to be 13 years old. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'll try it. And I like trimmed back too far. And then I was like, oh, it's mm-hmm. all coming off. And then I instantly regretted it. So we're going we're gonna to grow back something before June. We'll sell soon. My we'll hope see. is that you just said the play is Puffs. So I'm hoping this is a Puff the Magic Dragon play. No, this is a Hufflepuff play. Oh, it's a, okay. It's a parody on oh. Harry Potter. It's very oh. funny. Um, <laughs> it's really funny. It's, uh, it's, so it's called Puffs. And it is the the seven years of adventures in the school, but from the Puffs perspective. Gotcha. Um, or the Hufflepuffs. But they can't use that because it's all trademarked. So the houses are Brave, Smart, Snake, and Puff. And it's just like, oh, you're like the worst of the worst at this school. Like, what's going on? But it's, it's so funny. Uh, we're having a lot of good time with it. Oh, is there an echo? What's going on? Oh, no. Is it from my side? Could be my side. Uh, no, well, it's in my chat, so I'm assuming it's me. But I don't know. I only have one stream of audio. And is okay. it your voice or my voice echoing? Or both? He said I have an echo. Victor. Good old Victor. Oh. Welcome, Victor. Victor. <laughs> Victor's here normally. Um, okay, so we will continue. You might have two windows of the stream open, Victor. I've done that in the past. <laughs> and I was like, you have an echo. And they're just like, I don't. And then I'm like, oh, I have two windows open. Uh, welcome, everybody. Man, really excited to be back here. Um, we both did a quick vacation. I think you went and, f- and fought some people with some swords. I put armor on yeah. and did some battle. Nice. On a Saturday when it was nice and super windy, but the the temperature was finally great, and I enjoyed it immensely. And then I drove home and I I watched the Twitters as you finally got home, and then you started prepping for Doctor Strange. Oh my gosh, it was the <laughs> hardest thing to stay away from that movie. I'm a big Sam Raimi fan, and for him to like mm-hmm. come out of the uh. Like, he hasn't directed it in a long time. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, yeah, I'm going to direct this Doctor Strange movie. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm here for that. Uh, thank you so much, Moa Peach, for the donation. Uh, he's he, You're really pushing for that Drow Patreon game. We're, we're going we're gonna to work on gonna it. I got to <laughs> gotta get to July where I'm, I have a little more free time. But I, I do, I do want to do that. Um, so thank you so much. Uh, and then, yeah, so Sam Raimi and I'm like, but I, I had to stay off the internet, which is not what I do. I am right. actively on the internet all the time trying to, like, <laughs> I don't know, f- fill that void in my life that we're all, yep. that we all have. I, yeah, I live and breathe it. Yeah, so, <laughs> but uh, we found an, an emergency babysitter. They came over. They watched Oliver. Me and the wife ran to the theater. Uh, I almost went, um, what day was it? Uh, so we got back Saturday night, and I, we put Oliver to bed, and I was like, I might, show. I might go right now. <laughs> and uh, she yeah. was like, "If you, if you love and value the relationship you have with your wife, you will not abandon me after a long drive to go watch a movie." And I'm like, "Yeah, you're right." So we went. You're like the next. But day. I like this movie enough <clears throat> that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just so you know, like I'm not going to, but I want you to know that I am making yeah. a sacrifice. It's right a now. hard choice. <laughs> um, it was fun though. It, I it was. I have not, not seen it. Okay. So I know it's, you're not going to spoil. No, but. I won't spoil anything. But it's not the Marvel. It it felt like Sam Raimi was hired to do a Marvel movie, which is funny because he did the first three Spider Mans. Yes. Um, with Tobey Maguire and those. Sony, yeah. Did the first one didn't feel like a Sam Raimi movie, so I was like, okay, you're kind of like contract director for hire. Mm. The second one had like spooky elements. 
Uh, and I say spooky, but I say like Sam Raimi spooky, where it's like the camera angles he likes to use. And then Doctor Strange 2 had more than that Spider-Man 2 movie, but it still, it, it just wasn't, I don't know, it was weird. It was a weird choice, but overall I really liked it. It was a lot of fun. Um, Doctor Strange is my favorite superhero, so I was I, I love was like, that I you really like Sam Raimi, only yeah. because I'm going to say I have a connection, but it's not actually true. It's a lie. But the Raimis <laughs> are from Michigan. And when they started doing their filming stuff, they were with Bruce Campbell yeah. in Michigan over on the east side of the state. And they started doing their video stuff. And I've been a super fan ever since I realized they live in the same state. Oh, yeah, yeah. Way back 20 years. So Bruce Campbell's my favorite B actor ever. I watch everything he's ever in. And I love him. Awesome. And I love the Raimis. And I love everything they do. And I've watched all their like pre movie stuff they would release at the at the university over there and they oh, cool. run like nights of where they would just and they were terrible but good in that you know oh, terrible yeah. way. And uh so I, I just love that there's other people out there that like Raimi's Oh yeah. Just, I mean <laughs> as an indie filmmaker, like Sam Raimi is is an yeah. icon because he's the guy that made it. You know? He oh. filmed Evil Dead for like a hundred dollars yeah. in the middle of the woods and yep. it blew up and he he was like it's it's you uh evil dead 2 there's a couple of really great shots where they're the evil is like chasing bruce campbell Mm -hmm. and you can see the gym they're in a high school gym where they're filming it but they built the set within that gym and so like you look up and you can see the rafters and stuff of the gym and i was like that's so cool in the Uh, book they talk about the car all the time the the, oh the the cars in every movie car that they have and they were like it was their car and it was like all the stuff and they talk about how weird it was to ask like an actress to come out into the middle of the woods where they were filming the first one yeah and they were just out there and they're not you know it's not a studio they're just out there and we're gonna film a movie and it was like the craziest weirdest thing to do but they were in it and they love it and they just i just love that whole thing there's a lot of good books out there the one i was reading was uh, bruce campbell's kind of accounting of you know the, what was going on and all the stuff uh-huh. he remembered and it was really cool you should read uh awesome. the if chins could kill the bruce campbell yes it's so good <laughs> um no yeah. the oldsmobile the delta 88 is in every sam raimi movie he's done yep. uh <laughs> it was uncle ben's car in spider-man and in this one it's it's in there it's really good so he puts it yep. in every movie it's and i think that's why i like sam raimi because like i like finding the easter eggs that i know he likes to put in there one of them being bruce campbell yeah. he puts him in all his movies bruce is usually um, in every single one i can't think of one he wasn't but and sometimes sam raimi's brother who i don't really like is yeah. in a lot of the movies uh but but he also plays a bit part it was weird i didn't realize what his brother looked like yeah. for the longest time then realized oh that's his brother yeah. i knew they were brothers and i knew they did all this stuff together i didn't put two and two together until much later but yeah, yeah. it was it was fun cool. so i i would encourage you to go see doctor strange uh, it's really all this multiverse stuff. Yeah, I'm everybody's doing it. Talk about it. Like, uh, it's really like such a creative freedom to be like, you know, I want to do this kind of a story. I want to do this kind of a story. Um, I want to use a different actor for this character. And it's like, yeah, it's okay. We just kind of say it's another universe, and people are like, yeah, yeah that's fine. But you still have this like beloved character. Mm-hmm. Um, I just finished a review of the Doomed Forgotten Realms, which mm-hmm. is a version of the realms where all of the bad things that happened in 5e didn't have heroes to stop them, so they all happened. So Tiamat's walking across the planet. <laughs> nice. uh, you have all of these demon lords running around in the Underdark, uh, and then they've all tied it back to Vecna is uh, sitting in Waterdeep, the Lord of Tyrell. Um, and you can play a, an adventure here. And I, I was like, I think that's really cool because the the realms is getting to the point now where I think we need to kind of acknowledge that it's a a, a property that could be multiverse and people <laughs> could take it and be like, oh, I want to I wanna play in that version. Not necessarily this one, but that one. So yeah. I like that. I like um, that idea too because you, you can explore more things. And whether it works or not, when you explore that branch, there's still the beloved... Oh, well, we're in universe 616. Yeah. We're in universe 925, you know, the way Marvel kind of numbers yeah. theirs. Or like you said, the doomed Forgotten Realms, which I think is cool to have different. Oh, the, yeah. And there's it was... the Jordan Forgotten Realms. Exactly. There's well, and that's the point, right? It's like <laughs> yeah. every dire- every DM yeah. that runs a version of any established campaign setting, that's oh. your version of it, you know. Because, mm-hmm. like, the heroes that I have in my game, 
they don't pop up in other games except uh no i had a couple of i had a couple of characters i played i my acquisitions character acquisitions incorporated character showed up in a game that i ran because uh, i wanted an npc and i was like this will be fun i'll tie it all together espen will come back it'll be great and so that yeah. was fun but yeah um awesome possum man so we got books coming out this week yeah tuesday monday or uh, tuesday right that is Monsters Tuesday, of the Multiverse, Tuesday. which is a weird one because it's out, but it wasn't out on D&D Beyond. And I thought that was really weird because if it's out in the, like, it's clearly finished. You you put it on paper. You know, it's not it's like. in a slipcase yeah. on a, a shelf at the yeah. moment. I saw it. I was there. <laughs> so I, I just thought that was a little odd that yeah. the book was done, but we decided to wait for the individual book to come out. Um, and a lot of people are pointing that that was like a cash grab, like, oh, they're, they want to sell more books. And I was like, yeah, but like they would sell more books if they offered it as both digital and as, you know, I don't know, like, and as a, as a singular book, like, I feel like they would make more money rather than trying to make this, like forcing people to rebuy Tasha's, which you don't need to do and rebuy Mm -hmm. something else. I can't remember what book it is, but. Are you, yeah, do you and, have a reservation? And, are you in? Are you are you buying it? Yeah, no, I think um, I I don't know if I'm grabbing that one because I do have more the regular Mordecanons and then and I'm sure I'll be able to look up you know some of the new stuff and some of the things there if we need them and yeah um, I may get it because the slipcase did look good like when I well went I'm in, getting it without the slipcase that's my point yeah is it's coming out this Tuesday without the slipcase so right. I just bought the original but the slipcase yeah. version came out in like January yeah like so that's my point I'm I guess gonna is, get it I'm gonna yeah. get the one that's the 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 combined one. Oh, you want to get the fancy one? I didn't okay. pull the trigger yet. I was there last Saturday and I had it in my hand before I picked up a different purchase that we'll talk about later. But Ooh. I put it back and I saw another thing. I thought, well, maybe I'll do this. <laughs> and I grabbed the things next to it and checked out with, you know, $150 worth of books. That's cool. That's, you know, on a Saturday after I was done. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> So I don't know. I I do think I like um, the idea of it and what is in it, because um, I kind of want to see where, where they're going with all the new monster books. Because obviously that's how they're going to organize. And this and, is the precursor to like yeah five point five six e that we've always been talking about. Which I should I guess I should I want to give it a better name than like you know this or that. We don't know the name yet. I want to just say like I would wish D&D they the evolution is that what we were saying. Yeah, why haven't they? Their marketing team should be on top of it because if they don't, then the, your community names it, it, and then they can't. You know, they can try to name it D and D next, and then everybody calls it you know Five E exactly or, you know, or whatever. <laughs> so, Monsters of the Multiverse coming out uh, May seventeenth. What's interesting yeah. about this though is I got an email from Fantasy Grounds, and then I believe D and D Beyond is the same way. They announced this. They're they're removing the purchase. You can no longer purchase Volo's Guide to Monsters and Morning Canaan's Tome of Foes after the 17th. Because all of that stuff is basically in Morning Canaan Presents Monsters of the Multiverse um, tweaked. You know, I think they removed like the negative stat blocks for the orc and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, D&D Beyond said that if you buy the new book after the 17th you will have all of the stuff that's in volos it'll kind of be like combined um but that's that's that price tag of digital purchases right where we don't own the content and now and granted like i don't think they're they're probably not making any more prints of volos guide at this point or especially after this comes out but uh the idea that you could go out and buy uh you could still go buy a physical book of volos Right. So. And if you had already bought it, did it say that yes. it's, it still remains? If you so already like have it, it remains. It from you. Yeah. you just can't. Yeah, yeah. correct. Um, it just can't be uh, can't be bought after that. So At, Nobody else is getting it again or yeah. nobody else that didn't get it before that mm-hmm. would be able to buy it. They would only have the other Which option. if it has the same information, I get it. Um, sure. But there's still that weird thing where we look at that and you're like, you're right. We don't actually own that, you know, mm-hmm. and. It's kind of like uh, like movies and music and stuff. And I have a lot of games on Steam. Lucian knows mm-hmm. this. Yeah, probably everybody knows this. We play a lot of Steam games. Yes. And that's really the same thing. Like, I got a notification that one of my games is being removed. 
I will still have it, but nobody else can buy it anymore because of some weird licensing thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Neverwinter Nights 2 is like that on Steam for some reason. Like, I have it, but I don't think other people can buy yeah. it. Anymore. And there could be a great apocalypse at some point where if that company goes That's, under yeah. and you bought a bunch of digital material from them, they shut everything down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You may not have any of that stuff anymore ever again. You know? Yeah, like you if, would like to think that they would like send you something, but yeah. they have no obligation to do that. And so Yeah, if they just, you know, lose all their money or they go out of business, there's nobody to sue or there's nobody to say, Hey, where's my stuff? They're just like, Hey, that's an empty warehouse. You can go look for your stuff, but it ain't in there. Yeah. Go <laughs> look know? for your ones and zeros. <laughs> yeah. Uh really interesting. So I yeah, again, I just I like physical books because I like collecting them. But you could say, hey, I my house burned down and I lost all that too. You I know, like there's a, of, yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of in in the era that we're now like banning books and stuff again too. Like it's mm-hmm. uh, it's easy to have history written by the victors and then we forget like oh yeah, yeah. this happened and stuff you know well, but and, with and piracy the, nowadays I don't think we'll ever really yeah. not have access to the data but. But what you get with digital also is usually convenience and quality usually because it stays in a high quality and it never typically malfunctions or breaks down or dies due to use. Whereas if everything's on discs and books, if I open my book 500 times in my game, eventually that whole thing just it's dies gonna, it's gonna fall apart, and I have yeah. to go buy my new Dungeon Master's Guide because I'd opened the other one up so long. I mean, we've all seen... You know, the old three, you know, people had their old third edition or their old AD&D books that have just like have basically fallen apart over the years mm-hmm. just through use. Whereas if it's all digital, that never that's not a factor for you. So that each one has like its positives and negatives and one's, you know, more clutter and one's heavy to move around. If you got to move from house to house, it's a pain moving all your shelves. Yeah. I know because I moved box after box of books and my wife was like, why do we have books? <laughs> do you read any of them books? It's true. We don't do, do, we don't ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and so I guess this is a decision by Wizards because yeah. uh obviously D&D Beyond is doing it, but Fantasy Grounds. And so I'm assuming Roll20 same thing, you know. I don't know. I would think. And it probably cuts down on confusion cuz imagine if you are that's new the, yeah. and you don't know the thing that's happened or you weren't in at any time, two years from now, you could be like, what are these two Mordekainian books? Why are they different? What's going on? Do I buy both? Do I need both? What's interesting, yeah. though, is like how many books reference Volos? Or, right. And so they'll have that little like that, could be. that little text that's like, please see Volos Guide to Monsters. And you're like, I don't have that <laughs> book. You know, yeah. uh, they might change it digitally. Who knows? Yeah. Who very knows? interesting. Um, also with D&D Beyond, I caught uh, what's his name? Joe Star, yeah, I caught Joe Star, who is the the guru of Mark. No, I don't know what he is. He's he's the he's the media face of D and D Beyond. <laughs> he took over when uh, a bunch of people, or when Adam Bradford left. Adam, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he was saying that because of the acquisition, D and D Beyond is going to be giving away Acquisitions Incorporated. So fantastic uh, book. Uh, and that's another push. They really want your email. Uh, Wizards does. And sure. so they want you to sign up. Um, <laughs> you know, we've got these free monsters that you can get, these Spelljammer monsters. You can download them for free, but you got to sign up. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with this, where they're uh, they're like, we'll give you a free book. You just got to be part of our system. So, um, And it's fitting. Acquisition. Acquisitions. I like it. And that was a great book. So I think that's I really cool. Like it. And it is good. We use it in our current campaign. Yeah. Even now, it's one that gets used quite often in our campaigns. Um, and then Journey Through the Radiant Citadel will be 621. There's been some June 21st. There's been some talk about that. Uh, a couple interviews here and there. It looks fun. Like I was I was like, ah, it's a it's a compendium. It I was not I was on the fence because it looked like another Candlekeep. And Candlekeep yeah, was fine. Of yeah. Adventures. Uh yeah. an anthology. And like an Candlekeep was fine. I I didn't buy Candlekeep because I was like I just don't really need it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh this one I'm more interested in though. Like I actually am, I am like too. this looks really cool for some reason. It's maybe it maybe it is because I have this new city to play in too, the Radiance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to know about so. that city and the place it is and how they 
tie things together. I know we've talked a little bit about that and there has been some information that's out there, you know, how people get there and, and, and leave and what's the history of it and what's going on now and what happened in the past. I'm really curious about it. So I think it's definitely one that's on my list because I feel like from even just a lore perspective, I'm super interested in this one. Like the other ones, you know, I don't know if I would have gotten Candlekeep if I was trying to dive more into the lore of, say, Forgotten Realms. Um, but this one feels like I'm going to find a new spot we haven't talked about before. We're mm. going to find something new that we haven't haven't got to see. So there's there's a little bit more excitement. Well, and yeah, me. and with the Candlekeep mysteries, there was a little bit about Candlekeep, but for the most, I I think those adventures took you anywhere. Like yeah, it probably. really was just I wrote something silly. Let's put it in. You're like, okay, so. Yeah. And the concept's good. The idea of the the book adventure, right? You're yeah. you're hired to go in. Magical book does something, and boom. You're on, mm-hmm. you're on a magical, cool quest to do cool things, you know? So I like the concept. It was a cool concept. So. Yeah. My other favorite one, though, was the one you ran, which I always forget the name until you say it, but the one that's on the shoreline um, and the boats. And oh, the, Ghosts uh, of Saltmarsh. Ghosts Ghost of Saltmarsh. I loved reading that one. I loved that one. That was my favorite anthology of adventures kind of pulled together. But That's the, that and those were older adventures that they yeah. they added a couple of other ones, but uh, for the most part, I think the first like four were actually meant to be together. You know, like yeah. one, one continuous thing. But you're right, yeah. That and I did have a lot of fun with that one. Candlekeep That's Mysteries didn't feel like that, and I would agree. Like Radiant Citadel kind of feels more like. That. I'm hoping it feels yeah. that. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, because I super enjoyed um, the Marsh's book. That was good. That's awesome. Great. Um, there was a Kickstarter I wanted to talk about, so I was looking for that, but I don't no. find it. So, uh, Journey Through the Radiant Citadel, 621, so basically a full month from now. You guys will be able to find that on your store shelves or order it from wherever, Amazon, D&D Beyond, all those places. And then, only just a month or two after that... They have a date for confirmed. it, huh? That's cool. Spelljammer, confirmed. 816. You have to buy the slipcase. <laughs> There's gonna be some books in there. I'm I'm all for it though. They're oh it oh us. yeah I'm yeah. Happy. It it only comes <laughs> as that slipcase, which each yeah. book is 64 pages, and so that's you're buying three 64 page books. I think Sly's in a been talking about this on Twitter a lot. Well, I, yeah, he probably has, and I we probably talked about it too. But like the DMG yeah. for 5e is like 500 pages. I was like, this could have been one book, but yeah. Uh, It'll be cool. Well, I like the idea that I can hand you the player stuff while I'm looking up whatever. Like maybe it, maybe this is an actual better format. And I think mm-hmm. back to like box sex box. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, box yeah. sets back in the day, uh, and they were also like that. Like here's your they adventure. Here's your monsters. Here's yeah. your player options. And you know, I've got uh, Peril of the Purple Planet, which is my Ginger Crawl Classics box set, mm-hmm. and that's actually really cool. It would be cool to have it in one book. But the more I think about it, this is actually more user-friendly at the table. So. Yeah, and I think that's kind of what Sly Flourish was saying, battling the the internet. Oh, my God, it's only 64 pages. Back yeah. in the day, we used to get this. And he's like, no, here's what it was back in the day. Yeah. And he's like, listing, it was less. <laughs> yeah. It was like they were small things in the box. You got a wax dice with it. You know, you got a crayon mm-hmm. to mark your stuff off. In these, I mean, they were pretty cheap bundles of merchandise back in the day they didn't spend a ton of money and they didn't put their adventures in big hardcover books full you know full of um the type of art that we see today but i mean it's still 64 pages and three of them sounds like there's still a lot of information to me yeah um and there's probably more stuff in that in that thing who knows i don't know if there's a dm screen that comes with it or i don't know there's a dm screen yeah so i feel like it was a whole almost like a starter kit more than it was say a slipcase. i thought but you know, and I, I think as a as a brand of going into more campaign settings, this this will make more sense because it's not like, hey, I bought this Eberron book. Like like this feels like if I show this to my players, they're just like, oh, what yeah. a, what are we doing? Yeah, like, here's, look here's at that. the player, and thing. we're like, you guys look this at is D and D, but it's in space, mm-hmm. you know. And if I had that same thing, like we're gonna play eberron and kind of market it almost like a board game like this is what we're gonna do it's right here you know let's mm-hmm. go and so here's everything in the box yeah pulling it out here's your part here's my minus part. <laughs> the player's handbook and the dmg and yeah. everything else you need but yeah. uh 
Yeah, I don't still know. Still excited. Still excited. Um, Jesse on on uh, chat actually mentioned that they're going to give away um, Fandelver for free as well on D and D Beyond and maybe other platforms. I probably just. D&D I bet Beyond, they could but... maybe roll twenty or something like that. That that well, roll twenty a had a had a thing. I got an email for it. They were like, "Hey, yeah. Fandelver's free for the month of April or something." So. Yeah, I think that's a good way. And it's with a good new adventure. starter sets coming out, I'm sure they're just like, give them the old one. Like, who cares? Yeah, so. I think it's a great entry into D&D for a lot. Anybody that's new players, that was a good one. I've heard good things about the other starter sets, too. Mm-hmm. And I think they're they're also super viable. But I know there there's a lot of positivity around Fandelver as an adventure starting out. Mm-hmm. felt, you know, pretty pretty good. I enjoyed playing the parts that I played. I, think, I don't think we made it all the way to the end, but I think we made it maybe like three quarters before the before we kind of stopped and i thought it was very enjoyable to play. no it is it's a fun one so yeah it's a classic adventure um yeah excited for spell jammer there's lots of information spell that's jammer. out there already we've already talked about it we don't need to <laughs> go into it a whole bunch um we did talk about this and i think maybe we had an answer the last time but uh fandom still has a tabletop presence so fandom owned D beyond they sold D beyond uh, but they're, I've been seeing little blips. They're like, here's fandom tabletop. So they still yeah. have um, something. Something. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I was wondering if Cortex, the Cortex system that fandom bought, went with, uh, went over to D&D Beyond. And it did not because I'm now seeing advertisements for the Dragon Prince role-playing game uh, licensed by whoever owns Dragon Prince. And then Netflix. Uh, powered by cortex which is what fandom owns so they're still doing that website they still want you to you know they have their their virtual tabletop team or whatever and they've got their cortex website and they want you to go play cortex games yeah yeah Uh, so it's not just books and that they they still have the electronic tools to a that support the game that they're that they're talking and that's their wheelhouse so i assume they're going to do that it's interesting though with all of their DD beyond programmers leaving um, I wonder how successful that will be because I, I, I don't know if the D and D Beyond team worked on the Cortex website. I kind of feel like they would have because that's like, hey, we want it to, we want to also integrate Cortex, but maybe not. Possible. A lot of times they split teams up on stuff on yeah. products too, so maybe it was a split team. So, have I haven't played Cortex? Is it fun? Have you played it? I have not played it. Okay, we need to do like a. I'm interested Cortex in this overview. one, Dragon Prince one though. I'm, I'm, I don't know what other games are in Cortex either. I, I don't recall. Well, Cortex is just like the system. It would be like Dragon Prince 5e kind of a thing. Right. Um, what other and that's the thing is I don't know. Other... I don't know anything really about the Cortex system. I know they've played a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, in the end, it's always rolling dice. You have to sure. really mess up a system we'll like the Marvel one <laughs> that came out recently for me to not like it. But <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll see. But I, uh, just like, you know, it would be like, hey, we're going to do a Dragon Prince game, but it's going to be uh, with uh, Cypher system rules. You know, sure. that's kind of the same thing. But that's what they're leaning on. They really want you to say, they really want to license these properties. Like, hey, I want to do Dragon Prince. I want to do Avatar The Last Airbender. I want to do Transformers. Mm-hmm. Those are all bad examples except for Dragon Prince because Hasbro will not let go of Transformers. Um, and there is a Transformers yeah. TTRPG. Yeah, it's coming out. Same with the yeah. Power Ranger ones that came out. So yeah, and GI Joe. Yep, <laughs> they have all three of them. Yes. So <laughs> anyway, it's interesting. So I I want to read up more on Cortex, but I have lots of other indie zines and stuff that I've been reading because of the OSR movement is strong. Mm-hmm. This isn't in our notes, but now I want to talk about it. Uh, you haven't played a lot of OSR stuff. Um, you played a couple with me. But yeah, I played a little bit here and a little bit with um, a little bit of the mutant mutant crawl classics, crawl classics okay. more than I've done the DCC. Yeah, so uh, not talking about Goodman Games because they have their own brand and they're going to be sure. fine. But the indie OSR movement in general, uh, a lot of people are like, "Is this dead? Like, have has the old school Ooh. Renaissance happened?" The and now. and now we're to the point where everybody is rewriting somebody else's rules to make their version of the OSR. And it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, but I could just use this person's rules. Like, why would I use yours? It's literally the same game. Like we're talking about the OSR here, people like it's 1974 D and D like, you know? And so 
I thought that was a curious question because they, the people I was talking with were kind of saying like, if, if the old school Renaissance has already happened and people are like, people are playing old school games, it's popular. (laughs) Uh, Freaking whatever it's called. uh, The, ah, I can't remember it, but my old, my OSR old school essentials. Like, oh, yeah. that was immensely popular on Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. And now people have these books. Is there ever going to be, like, moving forward, will there be another company that's like, let's reimagine these rules again? I don't really think so. And I, mm-hmm. I hearken back to when we were talking with James um, on our show here, uh, Dungeon yeah. Crawl Classics James, James Walls. And he was, I was saying, like, oh, old school essentials, this, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I'm kind of OSR, like, I'm good. Like I've got my old, yeah, I've got my retro game. Stuff for a while. It's yeah. called Dungeon Crawl Classics. I don't really need another one. And I was like, Oh, you're right. They are all kind of the same. I, uh, I don't know. What do you, what are your thoughts on that? Like, do you think we're gonna have to really reinvent D and D? And I know you're a little bit deeper into that. And I know we have uh, mostly because I'm sure Lex. You're talking to Lex all the time. I'm sure is what drives that. Yeah. Well, we're doing a play test together, so we're <laughs> yeah, playing a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> And I think it's an issue I haven't heard, so I'm I'm thinking about that question. Are we in the we're in the Renaissance? I think we are for the OSR because it is popular. But that also means at some point it'll be done. It's finite, you know, a yeah. Renaissance you can't period goes it. from start to finish, yeah. right? There's a so maybe that happens with the OSR, the the style of seventies and eighties, early eighties D and D and doing rules that are based like that. Have we done it? Are we good? But then I'm thinking now I'm like, well, what comes after the Renaissance D&D? There must be the next. It's like, are we into new wave 80s or something? Or like, what's the next thing yeah. after the Renaissance? And, and I think that's what's what the they're asking thing? themselves. You know, retro, industrial. Especially the people that have marketed themselves as I'm the retro person. Yeah. Um, either that's in game next. design review or anything else. Like I think about Ben Milton and, and, and he's yeah, like, ben, all I sure. do is OSR. Uh, if that doesn't, I don't want to say die, but if that like, you know, like, oh yeah, I've seen that kind of a thing. Like you can't, you can't show the same movie over and over and things like that. I don't know. Or at least you got to give some time before you do come back to it. Cause you need, you need time so that your Renaissance can come back again. Or there's and there's always you know, fans, so there, you yeah know? you could have like a 10 like, 15 year gap and then it starts again or something i just bought a whole bunch of call of cthulhu stuff from sure. the 80s sandy peterson stuff and it's not new but it's new to me that's why i got right. it but like is right. there a call of cthulhu renaissance i wouldn't say so so cycling it back to cortex this makes interesting. me interested because if cortex is this system that could literally play anything kind of like uh, cipher in a way. Yeah. Then is that the new direction of RPGs where it's I'm going to license this property so I can use Cortex yeah. to play That's huge. Uh, Doctor Who. I can use yeah. rather than buying a Doctor Who game, I can use Cortex to play Alien. I can use Cortex to yeah. play this. And I think that's so. exactly how the cycle was in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. It was very niche and they did niche to death, whatever it was. And then the only thing anybody knew who was coming to the space could do is be like their big thing was, well, we're building a system that can play any genre and you can bring your characters from Buck Rogers all the way to, yeah. you know, Knights of the Round Table and all this stuff's going to get to come together and we're building, you know, rules that can cover anything. And I think that's the, the and I think that was also that just like uh, like modern D20 with third edition yeah. or something where it was where like, everything is we want to use the D20 system for everything. And it was like, sometimes yeah. it doesn't work, but yeah. 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 So we have that and like ciphers that way in some ways. And, yeah. And each group kind of came up. I think the one I saw on uh, Twitter that I responded to, the one I remember was riffs from yep. Palladium and Palladium was putting out these, Oh, you can play any genre book. That's, that's how they were trying to draw people from the D and D crowds. And, uh, I was like, yes, I remember that because I just remember, oh, I'll be, I'll be different. I I have a bunch of D and D friends, but look, I have a riffs. Yeah, book. Lex <laughs> and I were talking about riffs. Actually, I don't know anything about riffs, yeah. but he was like, he was like, they made so many books and stuff. Yeah, and I was, was like, crazy. I want to. This is something I need to research now. So yeah, um, space robots and yeah, and then and then you could combine things like, oh, I'm going to be yeah. a wizard. I'm going to be a space marine, and then it worked yeah. somehow. Maybe yeah, <laughs> and a little bit like how cyberpunk was that idea of you have the cyber punk 
you have the modern day guns and and runners and stuff but then you also had magic and elves and orcs and stuff so you, they kind of mashed all that together and cyberpunk well not cyberpunk also. i think you're thinking of like yeah. shadow run and stuff or shadow run yeah. yeah is where i'm going yeah yeah um yeah. which it was like you use your magic to go hacking and things like that so yeah. i don't know i'm that's that's a fun that's probably a whole i need to think about that as a topic of discussion a little more but <laughs> um I, I it intrigued me because I'm like we always talk about well in my circles people talk about the the old school Renaissance OSR it's yeah. like oh my gosh you know D and D so five E is so popular but all these old games are coming back and we have a lot we have a much easier access to them and because D and D is popular people are just searching for other RPGs and a lot of the OSR is like name your own price so people are just like I'll I'll try it I'll download it I'll see what yeah. it is I feel so, like the cycle if you drew it out on paper was. We, we create a, crea- a creative thing that tries to draw attention. It starts to get a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. Now we can license it with all these other cool things that people are like pop culture-wise. <laughs> and then we overdo it so that we saturate it. So now nobody's interested in it anymore because we overdid it. And now we're back to we need to create something that starts to build momentum base so that we can yeah. license it again with everything that's popular and then we can saturate the market and then we you know it's like the yeah. cycle well and we've talked about this too where it, it is like a a 10 year cycle to, sometimes 15 year cycle for some of these yeah. D books and yeah you know sure. and Spelljammer is original Spelljammer was like okay people we gotta how do we get them playing D again and somebody just said what about D in space and they're like do it yeah. and so that's why we have Spelljammer. Is because they were trying to get more people to play Dungeons and Dragons. So, um, very interesting. That's interesting. Uh, you put a Disney show. I don't know what this is. I, I was, me, I was searching around on Twitter <laughs> for news, and I saw an ad. There's a Disney show out there called The Quest, and it has a bunch of, I want to say, preteen or just getting to teenagers, dressed as if they're in Dungeons and Dragons. They've got this full-on display show they've created, and I'm, I'm assuming these kids are going to run through the quests of the realm, and Disney, throwing all the money at it, you know, made basically what, from the trailer I watched, or, or at least the part I saw, it was like, you stepped right into, you know, Game of Thrones all of a sudden, and, you know, they're going to, I assume it's part reality show and part, you know, kind of following these kids through whatever they're going to do in their quest. And maybe there's a competition for one of them to be the hero at the end, or I don't even know. I don't, I, I don't, all I saw were the visuals and they put a lot of time and money in the costumes mm-hmm. and the creatures and the, in all the stuff they were going to do. So I just thought I've seen something like this before. Other shows have tried this where they would bring people in and do a reality slash, send them back to medieval times or send them to a fantasy world. Um, a kid in King Arthur's court comes to mind. Yeah. <laughs> and and they've done it with the preteens. They're not like the older teens. I feel like these are the kids that have just gotten to teenagers. So my point of putting it into our notes was, is I wanted to kind of hear Jordan's idea about what if this kind of show was around just as you had found, you know, your teenage game that you like to play or, you know, you, just as you were a teenager would this have been something that attracted you, this idea that somebody's putting together a thing where I can go pretend I'm a fighter or a magic user or whatever? Or did teenage Jordan not get into fantasy yet? I, I don't remember. I know you got into D&D later, but I don't know if you were into fantasy or what you were in teenage. No, I was always into fantasy, and I I feel like that trope is uh, it's very old, and it's a little more... Sure a little more um, evolved than, than you are. Possibly. Yeah. 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 Um, Because that is, I'm a normal boy who discovered that I have amazing abilities (laughs) and I'm whisked away to a magical world. Uh, And that is most, you know, that's Harry Potter. (laughs) That's Star Wars. That's like a lot of other things. Uh, Every fiction book. (laughs) And this is kind of the same thing, but if you could think about it, like that could, also have been a video game like the kids go home they log on to their video game where they have superpowers and they do all this other stuff um rather than getting like that's that's narnia like that is the narnia books where ordinary kids we walk into the lion the witch or the wardrobe now i'm i'm a king like what i I have to save this world so i think my specific question would be 
would teenage Jordan, if they were approached, that a TV show was doing this? Oh, would I like want so to? You be know, in it's it? a t- yeah, it's a TV oh, yeah. show. They're looking for teen kids to come and do quests. And the whole thing is they want kids that are probably interested in that. You know, yeah. you know, if, if the kids are, you know, they don't go down to the skate park and say, hey, do you guys want to do this? They're like, no, we love skateboarding. Do you, you do a skateboarding <laughs> No, I show? was I was always I into love... fantasy. Yeah. yeah. I, okay. So I just read been, a lot of you'd books You'd raise your hand and be like, yeah, let's do because this. Because that's this what I had. Fun. But um, for some reason, I, I was also very religious. And D&D was like, whoa, that's like, you know, magic. Taboo. Like, we can read about spells but yeah there's I, devils in that yeah yeah there's devils and things so i i, I steered yeah, clear yeah. because of my uh up, moral upbringing but um and i didn't have anybody that played it like i lived in a very small town and there was mm-hmm. not a lot of people that played D, so i didn't know but the D video games i played i loved those and stuff so no i would totally do something like this um so the the other one I was thinking of is like if they came to you and we said we're doing we know you love Final Fantasy yeah and we're doing a show and what we're doing is we're taking ten teenagers from across America and we're building all these big sets and you guys are going to get to kind of live and breathe for a week inside yeah who Final wouldn't want to do that and it's we're like uh, True TV, Dungeon you know it's like yeah it's like True Dungeon at Gen Con yeah. like there's people that love that so yeah yeah I don't know yeah I think it's kind of cool. I, I'm I'm curious about this show, so we'll have to see. I, I think I want to see at least the first episode, to, and it could be super cringe. So I'm not I'm not telling everybody to go out there and watch it. Some <laughs> of these can be good, some of these can be terrible. I have no idea what this is going to be. I don't know the premise of it other than what I saw on the Twitter kind of thing, and I didn't even listen to it. I just watched it. I think I'll want to watch the first one. I have you know Disney Channel, so I'm assuming it's on there. I think I'll want to watch the first one just to see where they're going and what they're doing, and and I hope the kids do it in a way that they they sort of take it serious not too serious but they do take it a little serious so that they can have fun with it and do whatever and it's not just make fun of it kind of thing Mm -hmm. like we've seen in other stuff when people want to portray questing and fantasy worlds they sometimes can come at it as like oh let's get all the basement dwellers out and let's yeah it's to make fun of them rather than to i hope it's not that yeah. And I get it when they do do that, but I, I hope it's not that. I hope it's the kids take it semi-seriously. They realize they're in a show, but they also, they try to do the quest or they try to enjoy themselves and maybe, it, maybe it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Well, somewhat related, I wanted to talk about this uh, Kickstarter for, I had not heard of this and I feel like I was oh. dumb for not knowing this, but uh, there's a Kickstarter for a new RPG called Die the Role-Playing Game. And this is based off of Die, D-I-E, the comic that came out 2017 and I think it ended in 2021. I have not read this. This is a London comic. Um, but the comic is about uh, people playing role-playing games, getting like tabletop games, getting sucked into that Ugh. world. And they have their regular street knowledge of like, I'm a, you know, 17 year old, blah, blah, blah. But now I'm in yeah. this weird fantasy world. Uh and, and it's show. kind of meta where they're like, we're making a game about the comic where they were playing a game and went in anyway. <laughs> um, but it, the art looks amazing. And I went and bought uh, the first comic and I'm going to read it because I, 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 I was told that it's very good. Uh, and I'm kind of getting amped for this now. Like, this looks really cool. Very cool. So that is the genre of books I am reading right now. Lit RPG is kind of what you're, you're describing. It's the idea yeah. of lots of people on Amazon and these other places where they can self publish because a publisher might not think that genre is worth putting the money into, but they'll self publish these books about, uh, we were playing a Dungeons and Dragons game and we got sucked into the game. And now what happens to that person that's now there, they have their street knowledge, but they also have their game knowledge and their game knowledge works in the game. Like, so when they get to the game, they're like, I know how this works. I've read the book 15 ways. I know what goblins do, or I know their weakness or whatever. Yeah. And so they use both knowledges to be able to win or, you know, and, and some are just like you get moved to a new world and their world has XP and leveling up. Uh-huh. What does that mean? When you go to a world that has XP and leveling up and that kind of thing, how does that change everything? And so there's a lot of these people that are exploring those kinds of ideas, kind of like the, um, ready player one idea yeah and, and yeah very similar and i love it i love the yeah. rpgs so what so you're we'll talking see. about uh, a comic book that does that i i should get into it too. yeah no <laughs> it's uh so they're not too expensive it's four and you yeah. can get them digitally too that's how i bought them but they're uh four 
Um, I'd go to my comic book store. Or you go to a comic book store. Uh, it was it was single issue comics, but they have the um, trade paperbacks of them now because they're. And is uh, the name of the comic Die D I E? Yeah, D I E. So if I go ask somebody that's a comic person and be like, "Hey, I'm looking for these," they're going to point me to a shelf that says they're over there. Okay, yeah. So, so D I E. It's book. from Image Comics. It's just called oh, I love Die. Image. Um, Image is great. It's a horror fantasy comic book about role playing games. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check it out. Influenced by the portal fantasy and lit RPG literary genres, this yes. is all. This is all. It's all coming together. It's all coming yes. together. I'm gonna get you into lit RPG. Yeah, I've been trying. I, mean, I keep yeah. sending you books. <laughs> I just finished. Uh, I just finished a book. I was gonna. Well, I started another one, but um, well, you're doing all the Forgotten Realms ones, so I haven't been able to slip in some of the good lit <laughs> well, RPG ones yet. Now my my reading <laughs> is really coming down to just game books that i buy yeah, yeah. like i'm like i don't Ever even on. read like just fiction anymore i just read yeah. game books but uh speaking of games dungeon of the mad mage what's happening in the world of lucian Whew. so we got a lot going on in the world of lucian's gaming uh dungeon of the mad mage did happen on tuesday and uh we are down to the 12th level of the mad mage's dungeon um we've been through a lot of crazy levels lots of drow and i know we've talked about before in the show that we spoil a little bit of this just because you know what you can go play it if you want and your dm can change it slightly um and i know you've been dying to run this drow campaign mini campaign short session mini series and i was like boy if jordan just grabbed the middle section of this Oh, and just and use that monopoly and played yeah. that. Had somebody run them through it, or you ran your players through it. I think you'd have a great time because it's exactly the houses of drow yeah. fighting amongst each other and getting into it, and fit would fit right in with some of the stuff you. Yeah, well, about. I own Dungeons. Really cool. I'll have to. I haven't read it yet, but I should. I'll yeah. read it. And it's, and so now we're moving. I'm not. I think, a, I'm not against stealing. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, me neither. In, in the <laughs> sense that I pull things into my game, I should say. We recycle. <laughs> Is it, we're yeah. recyclers is all. <laughs> um, but I feel like now I think we're, we're moving past that little layer, that substrata in the rock that's similar as Dungeon of the Mad Mage, different levels kind of have a theme to them. And then there's another set and there might be, I think we're finally getting down to another one that seems nice and cool and spooky. We're getting a, a little bit of a, um, I, I want to say like a Ravenloft feel like, I think what's doing it is that there's fog on the floor at knee level everywhere. And they, you can kind of blow it away, but then it just comes right back as if it's living and it, you can't permanently get rid of it kind of thing. So it's making moving through the dungeon really weird. And we were all having that kind of, you know, searching through Ravenloft, searching through that kind of area huh. vibe that you find if you go play those adventures too. And uh, so that's been pretty fun. We're, we're at 12th level or 13th level, I think now, because I'm a seventh level fighter, sixth level cleric of the twilight. I am loving the twilight subclass to death. I've modeled it after moon Knight, which finished up. And I love the moon Knight series. Uh, no matter what anybody else says or what anybody's critiques or criticisms. I loved it. Loved every bit of it. I watched it two times now, all the way through. I'm probably going to watch it a third time all the way through. I just, I love moon Knight to death. Um, and so I modeled my character after that, and the Twilight Cleric fits really well with that. Um, so that's been good. But I went to the game store after we were done on Saturday. We were free. And I thought, I'm going to go look at that slipcase that we just talked about. And yeah. instead, I grabbed something we've been talking about quite often. Ooh. Oh, is that the smaller Path version? Finder, the second edition. Is that the pocket? Yeah. Edition of the core rulebook pathfinder 2 i bought the pocket edition of the player's advanced guide okay Lots of more classes and stuff in here i bought the game mastery guide which is building campaigns and things pocket edition i i have the pathfinder one game mastery guide it is uh it is uh just great for fantasy games like there's yeah. so many great tables in there that apply to anything. That's why I bought it because I'm like I'm not going to play Pathfinder immediately, but like this is an amazing there, resource. I so, can yeah. steal this stuff, spells or magic items and things like that, encounter stuff. Mm -hmm. Then I got 
their first beastery book. They have another one out, and they had it there, but I thought, I'll just go with one to start with. Pocket yeah. Edition. These are really good. High-quality, glossy paper. Great um, art. I love the layout. I like the um, sides of them, where they, they the have, like, is... the... No, not the size. The oh, side. Oh, yeah, the side. It has... The... Yeah, yeah. So you can see, like, oh, this is where the monk yeah. is, or this is where this is. Like, it really helps you navigate a little bit. So. Very, yep, and I it's love it. Clever. So I got all those Pocket Edition... But not to be outdone, I thought, well, okay, let's at least get one regular size nice. book of the day. You've been talking Everybody's about that book. Been, it's so good. There's so many cool things in here because it's not just about the dead you fight. It's also the dead you could play in your campaign. It's also the dead that you could summon or be pets for you or be companions for you. It's awesome. also somebody who hunts dead or uses the powers to do things and, and has a dead feel to it. So it's like everything that encompasses all of the things you could think of in the Book of the Dead. There's an adventure in here. There's monsters in here. There's I told you, classes. you just got to go buy those books. Got to yeah, go read them. so good. Um, I'm surprised so, you didn't get it digitally, though. But So here's the thing. The one thing I didn't buy yet was an adventure, because now I want to take all this as I'm reading it and run an adventure. I'm going to buy an adventure on Roll20. Can I be in your adventure? Absolutely. Yeah. I got to learn the rules. But well, not... we'll, we'll all learn together. That's the point of our So RPGs. far, it's been easy to understand because they're still very Dungeons & Dragons similar. Yeah. But it definitely has some things that are different. Um, the three-action thing per round I is like kind of cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, I liked how they described their night vision and dark vision is different. Mm -hmm. They have a difference to how that works and what goes on with that. Um, so I like that there's subtle differences that you will feel like you're playing a different, but man, the character options in here, you're going to, if I say Jordan, roll up a character for a campaign, you are going to be stuck, completely locked with the amount of choices you have. <laughs> oh my God. What, what am I going to build? What am I going to make? So really cool. I still want the character builder. And I know you sent me the one. Yeah. And well, and I haven't Nexus. tested that, but yeah, Nexus. Yeah, I still go to theirs. Nexus and check. The minute it's up, I know I want to be on there building a bunch of cool characters just to try out and stuff. So I was yeah. super excited about that. No, I think I think it's time for us to take a, a dip into Pathfinder. That'll yeah. be fun. It's, you know? it's reading really good. And I was kind of texting you and even just sending messages throughout the week. Each thing I was reading, it got me more and more excited. Yeah. Similar to like what you talk about. You, you start to read one of your game books and it starts Man, that's to draw like you in. Numenera, like, oh, Invisible Sun. Cool. I'm like, yeah a thousand ideas where you're like i want to run yeah. a game so bad this is so cool so yep. this is doing the same thing for me right now it's been that's really awesome. good I, I read it you know 10 minutes here 10 minutes there i just grab a piece and go oh i wonder how initiative's done or i yeah. go and i look and i'm like i'll have to reread oh, i have to read uh, the conditions and yeah, i have my copy and i think i have pdfs like i did a humble bundle i think i bought all the pdfs too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah. i I, I probably have all of the well, most of the original Pathfinder and probably a bunch of Pathfinder 2 PDFs. Yeah, I think so. I bought them all at one point. Um, you said I will probably be good to play in a game. So <laughs> really good. Yeah, uh, Zris, so I think that's he's, definitely he's freaking out. Uh, or <laughs> Zris really wants us to play Pathfinder. That's who you do the Pathfinder news for. Uh, yes. Zris is our token Pathfinder person who loves it, yes. so that's great. Um, and so the book that was released for this month was the Book of the Dead That for the Pathfinder fans in, the, in chat. This is the one that everybody's been raving about. Lots of good videos out there about people talking about it. I think it's a fantastic book, the parts I've read so far. I recommend it. Um, awesome. And then they've got more adventure paths are coming out for the rest of this month. And then I was thinking, um, I forget what their next one is that they've talked about. But I, as I was on the Paizo site, I saw something that I think Jordan should have. And they sell a life-size foam replica of a cobalt right which is that's cool three feet high <laughs> painted life-size i think you should own one of these you should look this up on piezo's website and buy yourself a i have a short cobalt already cobalt. in my home <laughs> yes his name and your is son Oliver. could beat up on it and and could have adventure imagine the adventures he could have with a foam replica of a cobalt that's the same size as him as he runs around with his plastic sword or there you go whatever sword you may, maybe give him a real one who knows yeah i mean he's got to learn sometime right <laughs> yeah i mean he could be attacked at any point by vampires werewolves or anything so he needs to be ready so <laughs> <laughs> um and and not to be i mean i'm taking up all the time here We're you're fine to hear about your stuff too something else came in the mail 
literally there were people in chat asking about this <laughs> anime 5e uh so from dice dice comma they've done um they did a book that was like a what was it big eyes little mouth but it was called like bmle or whatever the the acronym is they had had uh, other games out before but then they decided to do a 5e kind of version of how could you play animes all the cool animes yeah. you could think of but use 5e rules now i'm going to tell you this from what i and i've because I'm reading so much Pathfinder at the moment, I've only skimmed this. This is the craziest... Oh, Big Eyes, Small Mouth. That's what you're thinking of, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. And, and uh, usually you only see the acronym. So it's usually... Yeah, like yeah. B-E-S-E. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you don't really see the whole thing. Um, they change 5e into a point-by system Ooh. where everything has points associated to it so that when you're trying to figure out how you're going to build your character, you have a set number of points and you might spend points on things that you would have gotten out of like a D&D character class or a D&D character race or a D&D character, any of the things that your background, you know, any of those things you can think of that you write down on your sheet, they gave it a point value mm-hmm. and says, if you take that on this character that you're building here, you've used this much point value. So, you know, you have advantage on initiative rolls. That's a point value. You have okay. uh, dark vision. There's a point value as- associated to that. Because, so yeah, they, you, you're going to build a custom character. It kind of makes sense. There's not, yeah. like, elves to choose from, you know. Right. And so they really lean into this idea of points. And so it really, I've never seen anybody change the 5e system this much. But still enough to be that five E's there. You know, you still see the normal kind of initiative. The the round is the same. Those kinds of things. But they've expanded on it in such a way that it's interesting. Definitely very different. Lots of cool artwork. Um, I haven't dove into anything, but a little bit of kind of the player side of it. And you know, there's creatures and class combinations, and you know the the races they give you are like Archfiend and Blink Beast and Demon Naga Fairy. Half dragon, half troll. You can be a slime or a satyr. And they show pictures of all the types of things. Like when they say orc, you know, they show you the quintessential kind of anime orc that you've yeah, yeah. seen in the anime. Or, That's cool. You know, and in the battles and stuff. Very cool. Came with a um, bookmark, came with um, a poster, came with a D- uh, DM screen, and a set of rule books. And eventually I'm going to get to that one also and see what this looks like to try to play or what this looks like to try yeah. to build a character at some point and probably take maybe one that we like and we we are very familiar with maybe something from like uh my hero academia oh or, take an anime that we you know, know. Yeah, yeah yeah like a black clover or i'm thinking all these other cool you know animes that we could go and say okay let's take this character can we make it in this system yeah, does this system the... let me do that thing so. What is the so people at my rehearsal? They've been talking about Jujutsu Kaisen. Have you heard oh. of that anime? Maybe I don't think I've watched it, but I think I've seen the name. Apparently, it's all magic, ones. and they they do curses with their words uh-huh. or something. Uh, I'm supposed to watch it. Yeah. Apparently, it's really cool. So, but we could also do maybe even like Lotus Wars. We were talking oh, about yeah. that, that anime way back too, which was like one of the older style anime D and D perfect so we could even see what those characters might look like in that so that's a a future thing i'm reading that but as i get through my uh all this cool pathfinder goodness similar to like you were going through your eberron goodness and similar to like you were going through your invisible sun goodness yeah uh this is what's got me no i always you start reading and then it's just a rabbit hole you're like oh my gosh yeah i've got a million ideas for campaigns for sure what did jordan do with his time away well yes uh steve thank you for the donation (laughs) and also moa peach thank you for the other donation (laughs) you guys are being very generous that's nice of you ever on Um, game ever on game yeah (laughs) uh i went to a wedding and so i was gone and i have been in rehearsal uh a lot refer back to the front of the show for descriptions yeah (laughs) so because of all of that um i did not get any games done and i've been memorizing lines Um, unfortunately we have to change the day that we play, um, our games, but we had to for uh, sorry. So DM Nathan is running a game 
but we have to change the date that we're playing. And we're currently playing on Thursdays. And this is in my favor because I have rehearsals on Thursdays. So we're trying to move it to Sundays. I was hoping that they would move it to Sundays earlier so that I could play while I'm in rehearsal. Uh, but they said that that is not going to work out for some of the other players. So I have been to the first game and I have not played for the last two sessions, which is really sad. And this yeah. is my Artificer Gunslinger that's got two wands. And I, right. I like, oh, it's so about. much fun. And I've been having a lot of fun. Well, I think about him a lot. It's just a fun character. Theory crafting. Because um, yeah. <laughs> we played once, but like I love the just the, I don't know, gritty, like, gunslinger like i i've never thought mm-hmm. i would want to play an artificer but i really am, am digging it so i probably won't be able to play that until june when we move to sundays sadly um i bought uh three zines recently um witch burner which is a cool, system neutral osr kind of thing about like it's Burning it's more witches. of like a setting like witches and stuff um willow which is another one that is like a a, a cursed forest if i'm remembering it's like the willow tree cries (laughs) and causes sorrow and so it's something about that um and then old school essentials has a zine that they've done uh two previous issues there was an issue zero if you backed the kickstarter and then issue one came out and so i bought issue two of the carcass crawler and it has uh articles about the old school renaissance but it also has um old school essential uh classes that you can play so like races and classes that don't appear in the regular thing so that's kind of how they're expanding the game is through these zines and then i assume at some point they'll probably like combine it and make a book uh but for right now it's just zines and so that's fun so i bought those three in physical and they're being shipped to me right now um i finished an eberron novel i started a jack vance novel uh, I've just been memorizing lots of lines. I have to go to a wand decorating party today because all of us in the Puffs show have do. magic wands, and so we have yes. to go decorate our wands together. So, so no games. It's been Not hard. Um, uh, we've been talking about the Banana Bunch with Ted and LB and Lex. Yeah. Uh, I think July we're going to try and run a game with them using their original characters from the banana bunch and we're going to continue on they've all been stuck in sigil for however long (laughs) and now a new threat has emerged and we're going to play through that so but not a lot of games so it's kind of my life a couple things that you mentioned i know we were short on time here but i would like to i think osr has the best adventure names and book names I think they're beating D&D out on on naming their their cool adventures and products that they put out. They always, you know, Carcass Crawler and, and yeah. Witch Burner. And, you know, it's yeah. just like these are attention-grabbing titles. That well, not even that, stuff. the art. Like, usually I look at the yeah. cover and I'm like, what the heck is that? And then I'll start reading a little bit. Yeah, so um, I think they're really good for that. I love that. I just Number got – well, I got one earlier called Nightland. Yep. And that was oh, another see? thing where I was like, what? And it's it's a world that's in an eternal night. And the cover is like this dark, and it's really cool. So, and it's like I want to run that. So, that's very cool. Number two, Gen Con events are open now. So, if you're going to be signing <gasps> up right. for Gen Con events on last Sunday is when that event catalog opened. They go quickly, and if you think you're going to wait till like the day you get there, and then you're going to decide all the games that you want to play, a lot not, of those are sold out. Not going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, Jordan figured that out. Lucian, we should try we and find a game to be in together. We should because we've not sure. we don't do that very often. Like no, we try, but <laughs> well, yeah, it just but, keeps not happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We so, didn't get the same table the last time we tried it. We got to, you got to play with James, and I was at the other table. Yeah, you were running something else. Table, yeah. But that was that was uh, destiny fun. because I got to yeah. meet and play with James, and I was like, this is really <laughs> yeah. cool. Sounds uh, good. But no, I, I need to go register some games and get something going there. Yeah, so. so keep an eye out on that. So there's events, and like if you're going to do any of the, I'm, I'm assuming they'll do the big, because sometimes Critical Role's there doing things, and if yep. you're going to sign up for that event, you want to get in early if you can. Um, and is that tomorrow, or is that today that it goes live? It went live on last Sunday. Oh, last Sunday. It's okay. live right now. The events are there. Some more will come in. Yeah. But... The catalog's there, and the D&D ones go fast. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to sometimes get into a D&D game, an Adventure League game, if you're going to try to do, like, an Adventure League. Um, so definitely go out and check that out. We should coordinate a little bit of that. I'm still looking for a hotel that's closer. I'm hoping to get it, but we won't know until yeah. they start opening that up. Number three, 
you might be wondering, I've got my work clothes on, I got my work hat on. We're opening the pool today, Jordan. Very good. We gotta go and get that pool ready. Summer is here. It's pool time. Yeah. Oh, it sign ups tomorrow, they say. You lied. I heard it wasn't it. last no, week. I've already looked at the event catalog. I've already grabbed a couple. Okay. I'm sure of it. I believe you. That's our show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> new games. Uh, new, pool new, is happening. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Lucian's very yeah, excited. Um, we will do. We will do a, a Gen Con meetup. We'll figure out something. Um, there's a lot of lot of cool stuff happening. Uh, I and if you guys follow us on Twitter, when I was at Gen Con last time, I usually do tweet like, "Hey, I'm going to be here in an hour, and I'm going to stay there for a couple hours. If you want to come say hi, come say hi." Um, it's had mixed success, but. Sure. Like it's kind of what I can do because Gen Con's just crazy. But we'll we'll try to do some kind of a Saturday morning D and D Jordan Lucian meetup game or something like after because you know how Gen Con by about six o'clock the events are done. There are some that go to eight or nine. But if you don't do that, you just go hang out somewhere. Yeah, we could go and just hang out somewhere, put a board game down, and then people come and jump in a board game or something. That's what we need to do. So that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for watching. We will be back next week with another episode. Uh, until then, game on. Be cool. Anything else, Mr. Lucian? Stay cool. There you go. Bye, everybody. (laughs)